so Jesus talked about hell. He talked about hell a lot. And we give out, right? Or maybe you've heard people give out about, oh, back in the day at the church, it was all fire and brimstone. It was all negative. It was all like you're going to go to hell. It was all scary. Well, guys, the gospel and Jesus, sweet, loving, cuddly Jesus, he was the original fire and brimstone. There's a good way to do that and there's a bad way, right? There's, there's, I'm going to tell you the seriousness of stuff because I, I love you and I want the best for you. And then there's, uh, I just want to scare you because it gives me a sense of power <laughs> or I want to, I want to force you to be good. And interestingly, the, the reason why we believe in hell and the reason why, if you believe in a loving God, there has to be a hell. The reason is actually based not on God trying to force us or scare us into being good. It's exactly the opposite. Not that he doesn't want us to be good. Obviously, he does. He wants us to be with him for all eternity. But he so reverences your freedom. Okay, so if we suppose, as I do, that God is real and that he is indeed love and he's perfect love for you right now and at every moment of your life how on earth could that loving god let someone go to hell and and it doesn't just mean oh i'm just going to be like down there with all my buddies and we're going to be have a laugh we're going to shake our fists every now and again at god and it's going to be grand no eternal separation not just from god from everybody you're just on your own not just for a day or a week go to your go to your room now and think about what you've done i know eternity never ends it's not like a million years a million years goes by and the universe goes by and disappears and all the stars go out and your eternity is only beginning. Eternity outside of God is horrifying if we really think about it, but we usually don't think about it because we can't really think about it because it's too scary to think about it. Why would a loving God let anybody choose that? Well, because this is God, because he really is love and love never ever forces the other. Love must be freely given and freely received. Therefore, when you die. If he were to say, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about all that stuff. Don't want worry about every act and decision you made where you chose to reject me and love and, and loving yourself, your neighbor and God. And, uh, and we just wipe that off and you come on into heaven. Now, you see, our, our sinning, our choosing of that is actually a, a rejection of God. We may not see it that way. We may just see it as, oh no, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing my thing. No, you're actually, you're actually rejecting God. And when we die, we will see that clearly. If our whole life, or even just one definitive act, you know, at the end of our life, even where we just said no to God, we refused to repent, we refused to believe in him, we refused to accept his free offer of love and salvation, then for him to force us then to come into heaven would be to reject our choice. It would be to reject who we have decided to be. And he won't do that. He didn't have to send Jesus. He didn't have to do any of that stuff. But he has opened up this way for you and for me to be saved. Well, we have to choose it. Mm -hmm. No pressure, lads. No pressure. Take your time. I used to be the, um, I was the champion in my primary school class. I don't remember what, which class it was. I was, I was a musical chairs champion. That's it. I, wo I won a coloring book. It was a wonderful day. And uh, I still remember the coloring book. I greatly enjoyed coloring it. But you know, musical chairs where you're going around the chairs and there's one chair less than there are people and the music stops. Everyone scrambles to get a seat and some poor unfortunate person, never me, doesn't have a seat. So they're out. They are excluded. Go away from me. And it goes down and down and down until there's just two people. And that's always really awkward. Two people going around the chair and uh, wherever the music stops, person who sits down first, they're in and the other person is out. Now with God, there are more than enough chairs. Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you. And in my father's house, there are many, many 
rooms. And there's more than enough space for you and for me and everybody on the earth in heaven. So the question isn't, you know, oh, God's just excluding me because he's nasty. It's actually, no, what do you choose? Because the music could stop at any moment, guys. The music could stop before this video is over. And you are the one who must choose. And you can't choose when the music stops. This life is a place of choice. Once the music stops, then is the, is the consequences for our choices. For some, that will mean eternal joy, perfect fulfillment of every, every beautiful desire in your heart will be infinitely and far more in, than infinitely satisfied. And for some, it will mean the perfect opposite of that. So we have decisions to make. Today, you have decisions to make. How do you want to live? How do you, do you want to follow him or not? Uh, now is the day of choice. You may not have a tomorrow. You may have loads of tomorrows, but we have no control over that. What we do have control over is right now and what we choose and what we do not choose. So what does this practically mean? It means, well, if I am conscious of mortal sin, that's a sin that would be serious enough to kill the life of God in my, in my heart. If I'm conscious that there's, you know what, there is some serious stuff in my soul. There are serious blocks between me and God. There's serious ways that I have said no to God and yes to my selfishness and egoism and, and hurting myself, God and others. And I need to bring that to confession. I need to just take ownership for those, those, those sins and hand them over to God. You cannot get rid of what you do not hold. You can't give it away. So you need to take responsibility for your sins. So do I. I go to confession. I say them honestly and simply with, with contrition, with sorrow in my heart for them and receive God's free gift of forgiveness because he will let us into heaven in a sense for free. He paid, he paid the entry price in his blood so that we could choose to go in, but we have to actively choose it through faith and repentance. So in summary, there is a hell. There must be a hell if there's a God and he's a God who loves. It's been a tradition of the church and highly recommended by kind of the spiritual masters throughout the whole age of the church to think about these things. There's four of these things, four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Think about it. it okay, so if you're given to getting like super, super excessively anxious and terrified about death and hell, maybe you need to focus for a bit of time on the love of God and his tender, kind mercy, because it's in that context that Jesus spoke about this. And he loves you right now, unconditionally, no question. But for folks who, you know, don't get super uptight, phobically stressed about such things, think about it, guys. We need to stay awake, as Jesus said, and be sober-minded and to realize, okay, this life is not all in fact, this life is so ridiculously short and it could end at any moment. And our choice is right now. You're big boys and girls, guys. It's like, oh, it's God's fault. Why did, why did God not help me more? Why did God help you? Well, maybe he is helping you. He is, in fact, helping you right now. He gives you all the grace you need today to move towards real sanctity, real holiness, the capacity to choose good and to love choosing good. That is available to you. So we can put aside our excuses and our blame game and, and say, right, what do I actually want? Do I actually believe hell is a possibility and heaven is a reality? And which do I want? And do... I want to man up and act in accord and start heading in the direction right now that I want. This is a path of like real holiness. You know, hell is actually a gift of God's perfect love. Nothing he does is done outside of his love. He did this because he loves you. He totally reverences your free choices. That's why he put two trees in the Garden of Eden. Did you ever wonder about that? I was like, why, why would you put a tree where I could make, mess up and I get kicked out of paradise? Well, because so you could choose to leave if you wanted. 
He's not going to force you to stay in his love. He's not going to force you to stay or to go into relationship with him because he really, he loves you enough to let you go if you want to go. I think that's absolutely amazing. And it's so far from the God uh, who lots of people have in their head, who is controlling and fear-mongering and rawr, annoyed at you all the time. It's like, no, no, he, he loves you more profoundly than anybody ever could or can. There is a hell. Uh, think about these things. Choose. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if you have, if you'd like to like and subscribe, hit that button, wherever the button is. And uh, yeah, if you, if you want to leave any comments and if you have any ideas, suggestions for other topics so I can blabber on more to you, uh, yeah, just you can add them to the comments. God bless.